Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Now, I hope that all of you are in a nice place, a good place this evening. We are here enjoying some beautiful, beautiful weather in the United Kingdom. And I have to say it is a real delight for the heart and the soul. So in today's episode, we have a rather beautiful guest, I have to say. And, you know, we never really know where the road will take us through life. We have to take the rough with the smooth and the highs and the lows. And what makes one person successful and the next one not is really something that I really don't know what I can put that down to. Is it luck? Is it grace? Maybe we will never have the answers to these lifelong questions. But one thing that is for sure, that unless we try to somehow improve ourselves each day, even if it's a little bit, and accept our situation as much as we can, but always somehow strive for a better life, then we will never know what life could bring us and what we can bring to life. So I have the real pleasure to welcome the ever effervescent Sharon Lee, who is the founder of Fearless Pursuits. Now, Sharon is a successful online business coach specializing in mindset and sales and she enables women entrepreneurs to grow their businesses but her life story is let's say a tad amazing because it was not always like this and life was not always successful at the age of 12 she was homeless and she was literally looking through garbage cans for food But she managed to survive all of that and more. And today she's going to share with us her rise to success and also about her upcoming book and her story. You just have to hear the story. That's all I can say to you. So a very warm welcome to you, Sharon. Oh, thank you. What an amazing intro. You know, honestly, I am so incredibly honored that you would share me with your audience. Thank you for having me. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say. The pleasure really is all mine. Thank you so much for coming on. And you know that I love your work. And, you know, you have this beautiful, beautiful aura about you that's so inspiring. And I really wanted to share 
your energy with the listeners because I am sure you will have a profound effect on them. Oh, thank you. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your incredible life, Sharon. Well, my I do have an incredible life. However, it's interesting. Some people do see me, especially online. And I think we do this with a lot of people that we see on social media. They look like they're, they have everything all together. They look so perfect. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm still a work in progress. But yes, honestly, I am really pretty ecstatic about my life. Um, so the way I sit today, um, I met my soulmate and he proposed to me just a few months ago so congratulations I'm a wedding. congratulations yes, thank you wow. that's amazing yeah and it, you know um I started my life over seven years ago uh from a 20-year marriage a very cold marriage so it honestly it's taken me all of these years as an adult to actually find my true love, um, my my soulmate, really. So this has been amazing for me to really know that there's true love out there. I mean, like really true love. So, uh, you know, because I did doubt that for so many years. Um, I'm a mom of three. I've been homeschooling for uh, 19 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one, she's 11 now, almost 12. So we're I'm working on my last one. You know, so be, yes. Um, and I, and I love everything that I do. I, I'm so incredibly blessed to be working from home, to be able to homeschool with her and, uh, be a domestic goddess while I'm working. You know, why getting not? All those things. Why not indeed? Why not get some mm. laundry done while I'm working on a, a coaching call with a client, helping her build her business, right? I yes. Mean, Multitasking, <laughs> as we say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, I, really strive to be a healthy it's one of my other passions is uh, a healthy body a healthy mind um so i i work very hard at that and it's not been easy with covid not having the gyms but mm. i'm working out at home now well you know that's what a lot of people are doing now and actually for a lot of people i know a lot of my friends that I have and they're personal trainers and also I've got friends that are personal trainers and actually it's working very well. You know, I'm finding that, you know, there's a little bit of good and bad and I'm I'm learning about myself because mm. I did know I had a home gym many years ago. Uh, you know, it was, it had everything in it. And I found after spending all that money, um, that I don't like working out by myself. I, I don't find that I'm very motivated. And so ultimately what I did is I sold everything and I went back to the gym. So, you know, I, I all of these years I've been working out the gym. I love making friends. I'm a super sociable person and I'm an extrovert. So I love, you know, really just I feed off of people and they feed off of me. And it's just so much fun. I get so excited when I'm I'm at the gym and I'm I'm talking with someone. Yes, I, I still manage to get a workout. It takes a little longer, which is even better because, you know, when you work from home and then you get out, it, to me, it's like I, I feel like I'm at the playground when I'm at the gym. So I miss that. And we're, so working out at home, I'm having to push myself. I'm having to um, really dig deep and in, in like have some self-motivation. But being a mindset expert, I know that I have to really do some you know, have some mindset shifts and tell myself some things just to really get down and do the do the job. 
And it's a matter of discipline, isn't it, Sharon? It is, but it's also, you know, that why I, you know, it's funny because, you know, we, we hear these things all the time from the very, you know, famous leaders out there in the world that, you know, we realize that we have to have a big why. And, you know, it's, to some people, it's just noise, wah, 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 wah. you know, it's mm. just words, you know, it has no meaning to it. I mean, and that's, a, it's a real problem for people. But honestly, it is, if you can be, you know, I don't know, how do I say this very deep about it and really, really think about what that means, you get so much out of it. So if you have a bigger why for something, then you're going to do much better. For My why for working out right now mm-hmm. is I'm, I have tickets for a vacation on the beach. So I, I need to look good in a bikini. <laughs> so that's my why right now. Well, that's a good enough reason, isn't it? Well, it is for me. (laughs) Now, what are you doing? What sort of exercises are you doing at home? Oh, something super simple. You know, actually, I was a physique competitor for many, many years. So that meant that, you know, I stood on stage in a bikini with a spotlight on me, you know, um, having judges compare my physique against other women. Um, So I and and I was a personal trainer many years ago, a nutrition coach in a previous lifetime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I mentioned before, health and fitness is one of my passions. So um, for all of those many years, we're talking decades, I worked on my physique and I have a certain amount of mature muscle. And so you have that idea that um, you, you have muscle memory. So uh, in other words, I'm, I'm able to keep my physique with very minimal amount of work. So, you know, I have a couple of dumbbells. I have resistant bands. Um, I have these um, what we call glute bands or mm-hmm. booty bands. So they work on your, your quads and they work on your glutes. They work on your hamstrings. Um, I use the stairs to work on my, my, um, uh, do a little bit of some, I guess it would be like steps to get your cardio in. Um, I have a pull-up bar for my, my back, you know, different things like that. But you're an expert in it. So you know, which one, which one works, so to speak? Yes. Now, the stairs interests me. I'm not a gym person, I have to say. Um, but the stairs, are you going up several steps or is it just a few steps? Well, I just take the bottom step. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, you just do like a step up. So you, you step on it and then your other leg goes at a bend and then back down and then you switch legs. And so you do that back and forth, back and forth. And it's it's just you know, little step ups, like, like if you can imagine aerobics class where you have, um, they give you like a plastic step and you just step oh, up yes, on it. Yes, yeah, kind of yes. like that. Yeah. So then you do that for a good 15, 20 minutes and you've got your, your cardio. Well, that's a good idea. I might actually just try that. I've just been walking up and down the garden and, um, that's not too bad, but as you said, it takes a little bit of determination as well, uh, to keep mm-hmm. that going at home. Yes. And it's been so nice now. So I Mm. live in the mountains and it's a little bit colder here. So, um, you know, it's, it's more of a mild spring and a mild summer. So it's really nice to go out. I have uh, my running shoes. uh, So where are you? Where are you in the States, Sharon? uh, Colorado in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, beautiful. It is. It's quite beautiful. So I Mm. enjoy runs. Mm -hmm. I go out for a run. And how, how long did you do that for? 
Um, I will do that for uh, a good 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I have to be careful uh, with my knees because I used to do marathons. So um, I kind of ruined one of my knees. Ah, okay. So you must, you have to try and work around that somehow. Well, having good shoes really helps, first of all. Yeah, yes, <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, you know, I, I just kind of feel it out a little bit and, you know, I just go with it. But I just love being outside. I'm one of those out, outdoor people. Outdoor people. Yes, the best types, I have to say, when you want to do exercise. I have a friend and she's a personal trainer and she's always saying to me, are you coming, you know, before all this pandemic happened? Are you coming out? And I said, is it just to walk? And she said, well, we're not going to do it inside because I know you can't stand being in the gym. So we just do lots and lots of walking and in beautiful places, which really helps because you're looking at something different all the time. Well, I think it's it goes deeper than that, not just the cardio. I think some people really just um, don't look at it in a, in a big way. But when you're outside, especially in beautiful places, mm. it really lifts your spirits up. I mean, obviously, you've got the vitamin D3, which mm. we need, you know, and it's kind of like what they say, a happy pill when you get yes. out in the sun. Yes. But the beautiful places, it does something to your heart and your soul. It's true. And I know we were talking about this on it you know, the last time is that you are a very spiritual lady. Are you not? I am. I am. Yes, you are. And I'd like you to share a little bit about how you became so successful and your journey through it, because I really would like the people to know about how no matter what happens in your life, you can make something of it regardless you know it's something that you said earlier too in the intro and wondering what it is that makes one person successful and another person not successful mm. and honestly it has everything to do with their mind everything so when we realize that we we have this result that we want this outcome that we want we have a thought about it um, you know, I want to lose weight. Um, I want to run a marathon. I want to start a business. I want to make a million dollars, whatever it is. It's like a desire that you think that you want. Um, let's just take, I want to make a million dollars, for mm. example. Mm. Um, a lot of people say that, and then in their subconscious mind, they have this, um, thought, a deeper thought about it. And usually it's like, oh yeah, right. Like that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your subconscious mind is kind of like your friend, you know, like when you, you have a girlfriend or something mm -hmm. and you're ranting about something, your girlfriend says, yeah, you're right. Cause your girlfriend's always on your side. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's always going to agree with you. She's going to be like, yeah, you're right. And she's <laughs> going to vent with you, but that's what your subconscious mind does. Mm -hmm. And then your reticular activating system goes out in your physical world and it looks for proof of what you're saying in your subconscious mind. So while your conscious mind is saying, I want this thing, your subconscious mind is saying, yeah, right. Reticular their activating system is going out there proving how you can't have it. So then when we have our desires, we are always looking for proof whether or not we can have it, whether or not we can make that happen. So when we are feeling like, yeah, right, like that's going to happen, see how you failed last time, what happens then is our energy 
will then lower, will start to vibrate lower. Everything, and we don't understand how this works, but it's just very true. You you can see like a depressed person with their head hanging low, and they're going to tell you how sad their life is, and they're vibrating very low. And if you're around someone like that, you just have this feeling like, oh, I just don't really want to be around yes. them right now. You see, mm. so... We, are, we realize that we're vibrating in a certain way. Mm. So when we say we want something, your subconscious mind is saying, yeah, right. So your energy is picking up on that. And so you're not a vibrational match to that. So like when I was homeless, you know, something did happen where I did have a mindset shift. And it was it was an actual pivotal moment for me, really. And everything changed after that moment. But in answer to your question, how did I become mm-hmm. so successful? It was my mind. It was these thoughts and these understanding. I did a lot of study. I have studied for a couple of decades now about mindset. Mm-hmm. I am an NLP master. So I understand neuro-linguistic programming on a very deep level and human need psychology. I understand human psychology very, very well, how we tick. So having that knowledge, I created something called the daily shift. So the daily shift is, is work that I do every single morning on my mind around a goal. So we have to have goals in life. And there is a, a, a good way, you know, like what you've heard of the smart, you know, um, specific it's measurable and all of that nonsense mm-hmm. so that doesn't work because it doesn't go deep enough in us to help us achieve any goals at all we get tired because of human psychology the way humans work humans need variety and when we look at something from that the smart goal we get bored of it mm-hmm. and that's why we don't actually succeed with those when we do a smart goal um whereas the daily shift for example goes very deep inside of us and it asks we we can ask ourselves questions and get very very deep to the core about what's bothering us and how we can actually shift it and change it so if you have a goal for example you have to go deeper into like what i was saying before why you're doing it Mm. and what it is that you want. And so when I first learned about all the mindset and, um, you know, the human needs psychology, the way that we tick, then I was able to start to apply that to every aspect of my life. You've heard of like the life wheel, for example. Yes, and, but please explain it. I, it for listeners that don't um, are not familiar with it, but I just want to say, sorry to interrupt you, Sharon. If you can hear banging of drums and um, a lot of commotion, it's because here in the United Kingdom on Thursdays at eight o'clock in the evening, everybody gets out of their houses and bangs the drum or, you know, or claps. And this is for the NHS workers. So, that is so beautiful. Yes, yeah, so the banging in the background, that's what it is. And people, I, ha- I have a neighbour and he has a big drum and he just bangs the drum, bangs the drum. And um, this is what people are doing to show appreciation 
for the workers. So I'm you know, sorry honestly, to interrupt you. I didn't you. even hear it. Ah, okay. So just in case everyone can hear it, that is what's going on in the background with the drumming. <laughs> you know, it is so interesting, the times that we're living in today. We we almost have to, like, bring it up in a conversation because it's just, it's just... Oh, my goodness. Interesting times. Interesting. And somehow we're getting through it. We're stumbling through it in some, you know, cases. But we've got to keep moving. And that's why, you know, people like you with your knowledge and expertise are the people that we need. So please, before I interrupted you, you were going to explain a method. Well, I've actually forgotten what it was. Was, but it, as, was it the life wheel? Oh, the life wheel. Yes, yes that's what it yes. was. I was so so involved in what you were talking about. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot we were talking about. We were sharing a moment there across the oceans. Yes. My goodness. Yes. So, so the life wheel, mm. it, to me, you know, if you can imagine like a pizza pie, you know, and you've cut it for your friends to share, you, you can look that each piece represents a part of a whole life, you know, where – one piece represents your career, another piece represents your friendships, another piece represents your intimate relationship, another piece represents your health, another piece represents your fitness level, another piece represents your finances, and so on. So when we look at our life wheel, we have goals for that, right? We, mm-hmm. we have desires that we want. And hopefully we're working on all of those fears of life at any given time to really master our life. I mean, that's what I created Fearless Pursuits all about. It's seriously about mastering our life, pursuing every aspect of our life as if our life depends upon it. And so... Fearless Pursuits really came out of, it was a brainchild of not just my life, but watching my friends and family fall down and in some cases not pick themselves up. I mean, I've seen, you know, some of my family just die because they gave up on their life. Um, My cousin, she basically killed herself, drank herself to death because she gave up on life. She could not quit. And, you know, we think about these various aspects of our lives and what we're capable of doing, what we think we're capable of doing. And some people give up on their lives. But I personally believe that we should go after every sphere of our life as if our life depends upon it, because guess what? It does. So that's that's ultimately what happened in my life. I, I took it seriously, like it was my job to be a better version of myself. And I started thinking, you know, when people started hearing my story about living in poverty for many, many years, I lived in poverty for many, many years. And what it took for me to get out of it was a lot of hard work. I I would work three jobs sometimes. And the amount of pain that I had on my, my feet, for example, the exhaustion that I lived in, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, literally having my electricity turn off and living without electricity for months on end, you know, it, it was, like 
that pain that I had that I associated to it. And I, I said that I would never, ever be homeless. And then I was saying I would never, ever live in poverty. And one time I, I ballooned up before I learned about health and fitness up to I'm a, I'm a five foot tall woman, very mm-hmm. petite. And I got up to 153 pounds at one time. And, you know, then I was saying, I will never, ever be that unhealthy. And that was the association that I made in my mind. I associated, and it's, this is NLP. This is neuro-linguistic programming. When we associate pain to something Mm. or we associate pleasure for something else, then we can make a move. We can make a transition. We can make a transformation. And that's exactly how I've created this persona, this person I've become. I've made half a million dollars in my career and I'm going to continue until I do actually make that million dollars. And it's because of who I created. So what I say sometimes and, and like when I work with clients, for example, because they, they talk to me about, well, how do I do that? How, how do I do something that's uncomfortable? Well, sometimes you have to create a superhero. So the superhero, I, I see it. I, I can use the, the neuro linguistic programming of visualizing what the superhero looks like. She's a woman and she's very powerful and maybe the outfit that she wears is my favorite colors. And so I think to myself, all right, I'm going to unzip my skin. <laughs> I'm going to unzip this this persona that I am, this poor person, and I'm going to step out of it. I'm going to hang it up on this hanger, and then I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to grab this superhero outfit, and I'm going to step into it one leg at a time. I'm watching myself zip it up, and I stand firmly, and I put my hands on my hip in the power pose, and I've become this better version of myself and it's it's a trick it's it's literally tricking Mm -hmm. yourself this person i have suddenly stepped into is capable of x y and z she is the most powerful version of myself and now i am suddenly capable of doing anything that i want i have full control over eating healthy food and managing to motivate myself to do x amount of workout to go and do the things online to build my business to reach out to people, to write my book, to do the things that I've always wanted to do in life and to be happy. And so this is what we do to create that better version of ourselves that we prefer to be. This is how I've created this level of success in my life. And it's like a Wonder Woman, isn't it? It is. um, But that is really who you are. That is really who we are. But as you said, it's a mindset of actually believing that and you having see, the, it's, the courage it's also for it. who we Yes, but it's also who we always have been, yeah. how we don't see ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you are too. Mm. You are a beautiful super superhero. And you have another level of you yet to meet, to to zip up and to become. Yes, I, I mean, I believe you. I believe you because 
we are continually growing and continually evolving into so many facets of ourselves. And it's so many levels of ourselves also. We think that we are just one, I suppose, body and one being, but we're not. We are so many multiple facets of the same beautiful diamond, aren't we? Yes, and I think that it's rather unfortunate that so many people have a shallow um, thought of themselves. Mm. It's their shallow version of themselves, and and they don't see the beauty inside of them. And I remember, I, I believe I told you this story about the statue that was found, uh, you know, that the monks were oh, delivering. Yes, yes, I believe you did, but please share it. Well, it's, it's, it's not my story to tell. So um, one of the most beautiful men on the planet, as far as I'm concerned, is Jack Canfield. He has a beautiful message that he shares with people about what they're capable of doing. Um, and he told the story originally where some monks were actually moving a statue Mm-hmm. Um, to preserve it and you know it's quite heavy and they're moving it there's many of them and they're resting as it's dusk mm-hmm. and um, they they literally stop and someone notices as the nightfall comes you can see the night sky in your mind and the moon is out and someone notices a spark of light that's coming from the statue, the dark statue. And they go over to it and they touch it. And they notice that underneath the statue, it's got a shining gold light within it. And so in the daylight, they pick away at it and they notice that the statue is gold. It had been covered up with some sort of material to hide it. Most likely it was during a war mm-hmm. in years past where they were trying to hide its value against the the, the people that were coming to take over their land mm-hmm. and their artifacts and so on. But this is what we do with ourselves every day. When we're, we're young, for example, like the way I was brought up, I was brought up with so much abuse, every kind of abuse you could imagine. And I told myself stories. I told myself I wasn't worthy. Um, I was stupid. Um, this is what I was told by teachers. I was never going to amount to anything. And of course, during the era that I was brought up, you know, even women, for example, they could not have their very own checking accounts. They had to have a man uh, help them with their checking accounts. This was, you know, back in the 60s. And, um, you know, so I didn't believe that women could do very much, right? So this is what women were brought up believing. And then we have Disney, you know, which is telling women that, you know, we we have to have a prince uh, to save us, right? Mm-hmm. We have to have a bunch of dwarves to help us. <laughs> you know, we're not capable <laughs> well, of much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and- I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could have a couple of dwarves help me. Well, I wouldn't you? mind having some friends. You know, they're rather delightful people. They um, are. Yes. Um, but I get, I get the gist. I get the gist. 
Yeah, so, you know, I didn't believe that I was capable of much, and I created this persona of a very small woman, and and all all the way up until my my divorce seven years ago, which tore me down again, I didn't believe I was capable of doing much, and this is what we do. We we pile, like, uh, this layer of, I don't know, um, I, I don't want to curse. I, I want to say something, but it's it's like, you know, like nail polish. You put a layer of nail polish on mm-hmm. you to cover it up and another la- la- layer of nail polish on you until you can't even see who you really are. Mm-hmm. And we realize that our very essence when we were born, that we were the most beautiful human we had we had no thoughts about ourselves we had no negative feelings about ourselves we were completely an ego we we just wanted to be fed we just wanted to be played with we just wanted to be loved and we believed that the world revolved around us and then over time we we put these layers on us until we don't even recognize ourselves and this is ultimately what we have to do is chip away at those layers so that we can truly see who we really are that superhero that we were talking about that's really truly inside of each of us it's a great a great way to look at it and the statue story is quite beautiful isn't it that this is in a tragic way also that this is what we're doing every day and do you think that Sharon I know you like the topic of worthiness it's something that you and I both like to talk about And do you think that it's this lack of worthiness that is the root of why so many people struggle with having their dreams come to reality? Well, it is. And and I know that I I use kind of a blanket word, Mm. calling it mindset. And at its core, when we dig down deep into what it really is, it does amount to worthiness. As I was mentioning before, your subconscious mind is there telling you stories, telling lies about what you're really capable of and, you know, what your future is going to look like. And it really, it is amounting to brainwashing what my teachers did they told me I was not going to ever be anything and I believed it you know and then so this is this is what we do and then every time I would screw up you know I would sit there and say see of course of course you're always going to be dumb you'll never be anything and so it, it does yes absolutely it amounts to brainwashing ourselves to believe that we are we are nothings. We are not capable of doing anything, you know, struggling with losing weight, something so simple, right? Well, mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, the New Year's re- resolution comes around and we think we want to lose weight again. And subconscious mind says, well, you already tried that. Your conscious mind is like, yeah, I want to do that, right? I'm on board. I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to hire a, tr- a personal trainer. But your subconscious mind is going, yeah, right. You know, you loser, you, you didn't, you didn't do it last time. What makes you think you can do it this time? Mm-hmm. So it's it's that brainwashing that we've done to ourselves. So yeah, it does boil down to self-worth. And how did you get over that? How did you get over that mountain within yourself to overcome that hurdle? From- it was knowledge and awareness. And this mm-hmm. is what I teach my, my children too. And, you know, like my, my young daughter who's 11, mm-hmm. um, I'm writing a child's book too, a children's book about Mm self-improvement. 
so that's another business that I'm, I'm working on the side um, because I believe that, you know, those are the years where we are starting to brainwash ourselves. Um, you know, so absolutely when I started learning uh, and my first mentor back when I was, I was coming out of poverty, actually, I was coming out of it. I started working for this um, collection agency, believe it or not. It was a collection agency to, you know, collect from uh, other companies. It was business to business and they were, um, they had deadbeat clients, for example. So it was my job to uh, go out and sell uh, my services, you know, like, hey, ABC company, do you have people that owe you money? Mm -hmm. Well, sign up with my company and we will help you collect. And so, uh, you know, my company that I worked for wanted to help us salespeople to be dynamic. And so they paid for tickets to a Tony Robbins seminar. And um, he, he was my very first uh, I guess you'd say mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, and I went there, I was, I was, you know, really excited to have the opportunity to do that because, you know, there I was coming out of poverty. I, I, you know, I had my ticket paid for, um, you know, even thinking of going to a seminar like that. Well, that wasn't for me. I mean, I couldn't afford yeah. a couple of thousand dollars to go to that. That wasn't for me. Right. That was my belief. Yeah. So that was my first taste of, another life like this is this is what people do this is this is what successful people do they go to seminars they get self-improvement mm. and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't know this and so I started learning about it and you know fast forward to five years ago I actually am certified by Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonna's I don't know if anybody knows about them but Tony um, Robbins now, yes I I, I He's well known here, but the other lady, no, I haven't actually heard of. Well, Chloe Madonis mm. is she's a, a world-renowned psychologist, mm -hmm. and so they they formed Allegiance to create a certification program for coaches who who are learning about human psychology to help people with their first with their problems. Mm. So my when I sold my skin spa seven years ago, actually it was no, it was five years ago when I sold my skin spa mm. um, and wanted to be a business coach for people. Um, I actually wasn't a business coach at first. My first niche was life coaching mm -hmm. because as you remember, my my business, Fearless Pursuits, is about pursuing a better version of ourselves in every part of our life. So that made sense to me to help people with their life, right? So yeah. that's that's what I did. So <clears throat> back then when I went to my very first seminar and I my eyes were opened to this concept of self-improvement so to get out of this self-worth you know in answer to your question it was that awareness that oh self-improvement I have to work on my mind so then I was addicted <laughs> I was addicted <laughs> to self-improvement because I was like oh my gosh I can get out of this I can actually get out of these terrible feelings I was having about myself. I mean, mm. I felt bad. I felt horrible about myself. I, you know, being homeless and, you know, penniless at times, you know, not having clothes to wear. I really felt so 
uh, ashamed of who I was. And uh, the answer was working on myself and my mind and learning about really going into what my problems were Mm -hmm. and understanding that I can fix it with a new thought. We're literally creating a new thought because when you create a new thought, you have a new feeling. So if I say something is possible, I have a belief that something is possible, it's sort of encouraging it. It's like, okay, I can feel better about that because there's there's three levels of belief when we say that we want to do something around a goal. The first belief is no. I don't believe I can lose 50 pounds. Okay, we'll just take that for an example. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second phase of belief is, yeah, it's possible. I, I can lose 50 pounds. So-and-so did it, and I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. So the second phase is possibility. The third phase is confirmation and belief, 100% belief. Yes, I know I can do this. So-and-so did it. I know I can do this beyond a shadow of a doubt. So when you move through those three phases of belief, the quicker, the better, you'll have better results. But it all starts from a thought. So you have to have a better thought like, oh, I I don't know if I can lose 50 pounds. Um, I don't know if I can make money in my business. I've never done this before. I don't know if I can do it. See, you're not, you don't have any belief around it at all. But what if it was possible? What if it was possible for you to make a, a great deal of money in your business? What if it was possible for you to meet that soulmate that just makes you feel like the most beautiful woman? What if it was possible? How would you feel? And this is where you come in, in your work, is to make it possible, isn't it? Yes, it is, because we know in a world like this, where a man can stand on stage with no legs and no arms Mm. and speak to the whole world about what's possible. If a woman can come out of homelessness, living on the streets and make half a million dollars and live an amazing life with love. Yes, anything is possible. What a wonderful thing. What a what a beautiful story, Sharon, that in fact love came as the icing on the cake. I manifested this. I worked on this. I worked on my mind. I worked on my energy. And, you know, when we say energy, you know, some people do look at it like it's spiritual Mm. and it is on some level, Mm. but it's more about who you've become. Like we were talking about unzipping who you are and hanging it up and going over there and looking at who you want to be, unzipping it one leg at a time Mm. and literally Mm. stepping into who you prefer to be. I, I knew that I had all sorts of issues in my last relationship, tore me down, made me feel really small. I allowed it. I I get it. I take responsibility for the role I played in allowing Mm -hmm. that to happen. Nonetheless, that's who I had become. I lost who I was again. And going through that awareness of who I was, And who I wanted to be, who I had to be, to be ready to be that woman that my soulmate needed 
I, I had to change. I had to grow. I had to work through all of that pain. I had to work through the forgiveness, mm. the resentment, the bitterness. I had to stop that. I had to throw away all of the bitterness, all of the resentment, because it wasn't serving me. But I knew that I wasn't attracting the, the right kind of men to me when I was in that place of hurt and pain. Yes, it's about really, they say on a very simple level, this is that you attract what you are in effect. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, people talk about this law of attraction, etc. But energetically, also, we are energy, we may be physical beings, but we are energies. And like attracts like, you know, mm -hmm. there's no doubt about that. So in effect, your work is about creating the real you, in effect, because it's only when we become real that we can actually pursue what we deserve in our life. And to go deeper, mm. you know what it really is? It's loving what you're aligned to have. Yes. Mm. So in the example of literally creating... Michael is his name, my love. Oh, I had to. My love. What is, well, how beautiful is that, really? My love. You hear that very rarely these days, but it's so beautiful to hear. What I had to do was I had to love that new version of myself. I had to love the relationship ahead of time before he was manifesting in my life, before I met him. Mm. I had to love knowing he was out there. And just like, you know, the money that I've made in my business, I had to love every aspect of my business. And I went through some difficulty with that because I had some mind drama around some of the activities that I had to do that I, I'm using my air quotes here that I had to do hmm. because, you know, we, we think of some of the activities that we do and we don't like them. Hmm. So guess what happens when you don't like something and it's part of what you want? You are not a match for it. You don't truly love it. Love is the answer. It, it just is so simple. And if people can really get there, then, then they will have what they want. But if you let's just take a goal of wanting to lose the 50 pounds, like what we've talked about before. If there is a part of you that does not want to do something of it, like I'm really dreading not eating donuts. I'm going to miss eat, not eating donuts. I'm going to miss not eating cheese. There's a part of you that dreads it. You are not in love with the idea of losing weight. Oh, I am really not excited about sweating at the gym. You're not an energetic match for having that, um, growing a business. Um, if you, if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, $200,000, I don't know what that equates to over there. Um, the thing is, is that if you are thinking to yourself, oh boy, it's going to be a lot of work. I don't know. You're not an energetic match for having it. Mm. And so that's what it is. You don't love all of it. 
And that's the answer to it. So a lot of people talk about the law of attraction. They talk about their energy. Ask yourself the question, is there a part of this goal that I want that I don't like? Mm -hmm. And see, that's the deep work you have to do. So first, we have to be in awareness of that part that you don't like. Identify it. And now let's work through that and find out a different thought you could have around there. So once upon a time, when I sold my skin spa, and I was moving online to be a life coach. I, I had negative thoughts around um, social media marketing. Oh, it's a drudgery. I don't like this. And guess what? I didn't make any money. I didn't make any money at all for the first two years in my business. I struggled. And guess what happened? I started going back down into depression and self-doubt. This is me who has got decades of mindset work under her belt. That happened. <laughs> and but it's, it's easy. laughable. It's, it's, I'm, it's easy to happen. It's very easy um, Absolutely to slip back down to that point. Now, Sharon, tell me, if you were to give me and the listeners some advice, you know, like a couple of lines that have helped you through life, what would they be? Wow, a couple of lines. Yeah. Um, to uh, probably it would be to be in full awareness of your issues, your concerns, your problems, and ask yourself what would be a better thought, a better feeling thought to have. Okay, and that's something really important because that's something that we carry around with ourselves every day mm -hmm. and something that we tell ourselves every day. Now, I am so grateful really for you coming on because I love this effervescence of you. You know, you know, it's so lovely and so, how can I say, it captures people. So tell us, you know, towards the end of the show now, Tell us, Sharon, where can people get hold of you? Well, obviously my website at fearlesspursuits.com. Um, you know, obviously that's my home. Um, I hang out, though, on my, my personal Facebook page quite a bit. That's, that's where I have a lot of deep conversations with people. I have a Facebook group, too, um, that's called the Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Community. Obviously, it's about conscious entrepreneurs who, <laughs> you know, want, want something deeper in life, right? Have a different set of beliefs. So mm. um, that's where I do a lot of training and uh, people get very close with me there. And are you happy to take people from everywhere as clients? Yes, I actually do have people all over the world. And, and you know, being in, this is what I do. You know, mm -hmm. I, I teach people how to grow their businesses online. And, you know, we're, we live in a very amazing time where we have technology. Like you and I, you're, you're way over there across the pond. I know, and I know. <laughs> I love this connection yeah. that we can actually get together, uh, you know, using this technology to just chat and, and to really be able to empower the world and, and really just love each other. It, it's wonderful. You know, there are so many aspects of technology. And as we were talking earlier, I'm not a fan, I have to say, but, you know, I've, you know, I, I have a little sort of 
tango with it from time to time. I have to because of my work, of course. But the beauty is that somehow love can cross the oceans and the mountains and we can connect with people on such a beautiful level in so many ways. Well, you know, attraction, that's Mm. what it is. The energy, we somehow are always able to find the people that truly belong in our lives. It's true. And no one, as I always believe this so firmly, no one, you know, is sent to us um, just for no reason. There's always a reason that everybody appears in our life at the right time. Thank you so much, Sharon. It you know, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for coming on and sharing such a powerful insight also into our psyche and into our minds. Oh, you're so welcome. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Me too. And please do come again and um, we can share some lovely moments again together and with the listeners. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> we had a moment there. I was we talking. Did, you but see? it's like I don't. I'm sorry. It's like I don't know if you've ever noticed it with with uh, you, when you have a guest. You at the very end, you're like you're like thanking each other. Thank you, and then they say thank you, and then you thank you, and thank you. And it's like okay, this has got to come to an end at some point. We're like having a love fest here. Come on. So I'm like, no, you okay. say goodbye. No, I'll say goodbye. No, you say yes, goodbye first. Yes. Oh, do you remember like your very first boyfriend oh, and you can't yes. hang up? Like no, you <laughs> you hang up. No. You oh, hang up. Oh my oh, god! Lo- oh dear! What a lovely moment, though. What a, uh, you made me laugh. You made me laugh. But anyway, thank you so much, and um, oh, please welcome. stay in touch. Of course, of yeah. course. Thank. You. All right then. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Sharon Lee, that was so funny. What a funny moment. What an effervescent lady she is, really, and showing us that really it all begins as ever, from ourselves. And we did have some drums in the background, and I'm going to keep that in because it is part of life. And all these things that happen, whether we have dogs in the background or cats or, I don't know, birds, we've had chickens and all sorts, but what it is is that we are actually being part of each other's lives. How amazing is that? Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to see you in the next episode. Take care and lots of love. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.miminovic.co.uk.